0: nothing and then in God's infinite rahmah we are in existence and we ask that Allah shine upon us from His Divinely lights and the guardian in which to watch over us and inspire us to protect us in days of difficulty Ya Rabbi guide us towards our destination and that your rida and satisfaction always to be upon us. And a reminder always from myself from their teachings our life is a time reality, timeless reality and timelessness reality. And all these trainings and especially with the ones whom teach tafakkur and contemplation and meditation it's not a… Meditation for the mind, it has byproducts of wellness and other benefits. But these realities of tafakkur or from the depth and the ocean of the teachings of the prophetic reality. The Prophet's teaching is who knows himself will know his Lord. So, our life is about trying to know myself. To reach towards the reality of what is meant by that lordship. And most people live in a time dimension of this material life and what they're asking for us is to enter into a timeless reality that the material world of form it locks us with its time. We're bound by its time, we're governed by its time, we have to come and go based on its time, it begins to govern us, take control of us and it's all an illusion. All of this time is an illusion and they begin to teach us that, don't worry about the past and don't think about the future. The past, we put out a post, is a series of interpretations and stories of people. And that's why they call history, his story. If you learn history on this side, it's one version, go ask the Indians, they have a different version. If you take your history from CNN or from Fox News. Allah's making it really clear in the last days that uh, there doesn't seem to be much grey, it's just black and white and each one telling their own story. Same event. So, it means the past is a bunch of stories depending upon who's telling you the past, they taught us leave it. Don't worry about past events, don't let the past have a grab on to you in which you live by the past because you're trying to break away from time. So the past okay, well he did this to me, this one did that, this, this happened, that was like that. Whatever those events of the past were they're trying to lock you so that you're continuously thinking of that. It has a, a bind and a hold upon the servant. Based on that they can't make choices of the future because of what happened in the past. So then they begin to teach that to begin to elevate towards this reality, cut those ropes of the past. What was the past was already written, what happened was supposed to happen, whatever God has written it prevailed, you cut it. Don't even look into the history of the past of other significant figures because they used to fight and battle about who is Sayyidina Ibrahim is he Jewish or is he Christian? Allah said he's neither, he's Hanif, he's purified soul. And uh, I'm not going to ask you about Sayyidina Ibrahim I'm going to ask you about your grave. It means don't go into issues of the past and you see so many conflicts would be resolved of he said, she said or their whole history of nations, their historic enemies and battles and fights, all of it is rubbish and all of it Allah teaching, I won't ask you about anything but yourself and your grave and what you did for your grave and your preparation of your grave, not about anyone's noble past and history. So then they begin to teach, cut all the past off. Then there are people who limit their whole ability because all they think about is the future. What will the future hold for us? How will I get my money? How will I get this? How will I feed myself? How will I have this? How will I have that? A whole series of thoughts. Shaitan comes and what we call of wickedness, of evilness, of a bad energy comes to plant fear into the servant's heart because of the future, how are you going to feed yourself? How are you going to feed your family? How are you going to do this? How are you going to do that? So continuous state of worrying about the future, where will you be here? Will you be there? Will you be around? And they come and they teach, wipe all of that with your faith that keep on a daily basis where we say these meditations and this path of peace is a big battle and warfare. Not the fighting against people because Prophet taught that, that that fighting and that struggling and accompanying a Prophet of God which is necessary because a Prophet of God has a message in which to deliver and no one can stop it. But neither you nor me are a Prophet of God and we have no message to deliver. The only message to deliver is to myself. And Prophet was teaching his companions, now that my job is finished for that, you have a greater battle lying ahead of you. Greater than all of these fights is the fight against yourself. So then the people of contemplation, they understood the depth of that reality or at least they are moving towards understanding what Prophet wanted for them. That this battle of the self is not an easy battle, it's not something to be underestimated at every moment, you have to fight for peace. One of the great oxymorons of our language. You think that you just say, I I want peace and you're going to sit by a tree and peace comes to you. (laughs) it's not like that at all because as soon as you want to sit by the tree, the tree hits you. Everything comes at you that don't have peace. A phone call comes, an email comes, somebody comes rushing to ask you a question because the nature of this material world is to keep us busy and distracted. So peace doesn't come by just merely wishing it to be. Peace what Prophet described is the great battle, the Jihad al-Akbar, the great struggle against yourself is the greatest struggle to struggle for peace, one to cut off all my thoughts of the past and all the harms of the past and all the people and places and things of the past of which are trying to grab a hold of me, trying to occupy a space within my mind and within my heart and, and they usually rents space for free, just occupies all your thoughts and they're not even paying you. If they paid it would be better, (laughs) at least you got something coming in, you're giving it all for free. So it's continuous struggle, I'm not going to think about it, it's not of any importance and that becomes the reality of Islam and Islam in, in the English language is taslim and submission. How to submit my will to God's will and how thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. It was all the same through all the Prophets, there's no difference. How to bring God's will from His kingdom of the heavens which is in complete submission onto this abode of Satan, this earth in which everything is busy and distracted. So that Divine will to come into my heart is a continuous struggle, cut everything from the past, whatever happened was written to be happening. And Taslim comes and Allah wrote it, God wrote it, what can I do about it? And then continuous reminder to myself it's just written it's just written it's written because the whispering of the whispering one is continuously throwing into the ear don't forget it don't forget the past because if you can't forget the past it will influence all your future moves big big difficulty if you can't cut the past it will influence all your future moves. So then it's a continuous struggle every night, every night. Everything from the past, my lord I'm asking to wipe it clean from my mind and from my heart. And everything I'm thinking of the future, take away my fear, take away all my fears and bring my taslim and my submission. Bring your reality into my heart and that becomes the great struggle for faith. Faith is not something somebody says, I have faith. You ask 90% of the room and say, do you have faith? They say, yes we have faith, thank you. No, faith is, is, a, is a event in your life, a light that enters into the heart that God gives after a great struggle. That a great struggle has occurred, He said, do you think you're going to believe? Without struggling like those who came before you that we tested them with their lives, with their family, with their wealth and with their possessions. If you haven't been tested like that then yet faith has not entered into the heart. And this whole struggle of cutting the past, meditating, contemplating, understanding my whole life is about testing and then, my Lord please send light into my heart more and more of your Divinely love into my heart so that my fear of the future begins to subside. And when that faith begins to enter into the heart it's a light that shines through your heart. What makes this life so difficult about the future is because it's unknown. So it's like entering into a room that's dark, nobody wants to walk in this dark room if I turn the lights off and say, okay, walk around and say, I'm not going to walk shaykh, I'm going to hit my head on this cabinet or I'm going to trip and hit my head and, and die from hitting the table on the corner of my head. So this life is like a darkness. So every fear of the future comes and the whispering one again comes to whisper the past and specifically whisper the future, to cast doubt into the heart. It means that those realities are huge on how to continuously ask for faith, that grant me the light of faith. Then they come and they teach, you want the light of faith praise upon the Divinely Presence and praise upon the prophetic reality. As much as you make a life of praise, 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 alhamdulillah wa shukran lillah means all praise be to God and my thankfulness to the Divinely Presence. And then praising upon the prophetic reality, it begins to send a light into the heart. That light every time it enters into the heart, your path becomes a little bit more clearer. The test becomes a little bit less frightening. That as more and more light is coming, more and more practices are coming, more and more light is coming into the heart, you begin to understand that your life is not so dark. Look into your heart with all your praisings and all your practices you feel a security with the Divinely Presence because you're praising upon the Divine. If you're listening out there and you're not praising then yes it can be very scary (laughs) because it's just dark and you know you're not good with God and you're not good with His Prophets and there are many scary things in this darkness and any, any of them can come to ravage you. So this is a training, what's behind me to cut because it's going to determine all the wrong steps I make. So I meditate, I contemplate trying to bring good actions, good practices praising upon the Divine, praising upon the prophetic reality because these are blessed souls when you praise upon them they are the guides. And that they remember you in a higher association and they pray to God that they're remembering me, send my light to them, send my love to them, let my guidance to reach into their heart and let them to know that they're not alone on this earth. And God begins to inspire within your heart that, I have always held you. You forgot me but I did not forget you, I held you when you came out of the womb. I inspired your mother to hold you, to feed you, to nourish you, to love you. We talk many times and as you walk and crawl upon this earth I have always held you. Your two feet have no logical reason to be standing. Your vertical position is not a logical position. You should be on all fours walking on this earth but who's holding you as a horizontal energy? that holds your vertical position up with two little sticks that you walk on. Allah saying, I held you and I continuously hold you. Soon as you praise the Divine and begin to praise upon the prophetic reality, a light enters into the heart in which God speaks to that servant that, I am holding you and I have always held you and I'm feeding you and I have always fed you. I am housing you and you have always had a roof over your head. And then you owe it to your lord to be thankful and shukr that, you're correct my lord, alhamdulillah praise be to you and shukr that I'm grateful for what you have given to me and that love and that bond of love begins to develop and the only thing that keeps this whole force to be solid is love. So it means that when we begin to understand that my Creator has fed me, taken care of me, clothed me, held me, you begin to have a love for Him if you didn't. You love your dad, he took care of you, he keeps sending you money every month. If he doesn't you'll be so upset, yeah. Imagine the Creator saying, I have fed you always. And this is such an immensely merciful Creator says, you like me, you don't like me, I don't care, I feel all my creation. I give all my creation its love and their sustenance and I ask nothing from them in exchange. Is Rabbil Mu'mineen wa Rabbil Kafireen, is Rabbil Alamin? His <laughs> immense love from Allah Means then you begin to think, Ya Rabbi, oh my god you, you, you are always taking care of me. I'm going to praise you, I'm going to show my thankfulness to you, I'm going to show my shukr to you. Then awliyaullah come and teach then that will be the opening of love. When you begin to love the Divine and love the prophetic reality that, I love you my lord, I love you my lord, what's the example that you want from me? What's the example of the best character? He says, I sent you my prophets. Read about their lives, read about the goodness of their character. Make their character the example of your life that, I want to be like them, your chosen ones of you chose their ears, their eyes, their nostrils, their breath. You made their face to be a symbol of your Divinely Presence. I want to follow in their character, then they begin to teach us, then praise upon the prophetic reality. As soon as you send your salutations upon the souls of the Prophets they send the salutation back upon your soul and then your love for the Prophet begins to open. My Lord you're great, you're, you're, you're immense bounty and now I'm feeling even the love of those whom you love, your Prophets they're guiding me, their light entering into my heart. Then they begin to teach, this love is the only bond that glues. It's not your mental thought of the Prophet and it's not your mental capacity to think of God but it's only love that brings the bond together. And, and the only thing that satan wants to destroy is love. If that is the strongest adhesive, is muhabbat not the aqal, You can think about God and say, oh you know I think this is correct and God in my mind makes sense. The only capacity we have to understand and truly move into that reality of faith is love. If you're void of love you're void of faith, if you're void of faith everything is lost. Faith, there's no faith without love, it's just something very dangerous. So the teaching that this love is the strongest bond. Say that, think about the elements, how in H2O, because the angelic reality of water. What is water? When Allah said, My throne was upon the water. Means, My majesty and might is in this water, and my is mim and alif. Means, Muhammadun Allah ilallah, Muhammadun Rasulullah its power is in water. And the angels are created from water and as a result of its angelic reality it's very stable and you know this H2O is immensely powerful. Love keeps the H2 the two H's with the O. Only love can keep the two H's with the O, there's no way to separate the H out of this. If you are capable of taking one hydrogen out of this two hydrogen and an oxygen this ocean would be the most explosive device on this planet. As it become hydrogen oxide it would be a bomb. So powerful the earth would cease to exist. If one hydrogen is lifted from the H2O it is the most dangerous element we have. So what keeps it together? If it was something scientific and random, no it's only muhabbat and love. It's an angelic reality, they love the Divine, the bond is secure and nothing can take it apart. And if for any reason when Allah says in Qur'an, don't separate what we order to be put as whole, what we made to be one don't separate it. Means this bond that was bonded by love is the example of our whole way everything with love, everything with the good character and muhabbat will make the bond. The love for the shaykhs, the love for Prophet the love for Allah Divinely Presence should have a loving character. Well that answers then all the other questions that will come. How can people have groups that they cheat and steal from people? That they lie and deceive people that they do horrible acts it's not a group based on love if you know that the most powerful element is love the most powerful practice is based on love it wipes away all of the concerns that somebody should have means seek in your life that which is based on love and muhabbat and what you're doing and what you're practicing is it increasing your love? There are even countries on this earth that don't know what love is. I saw a show about Japan, they don't have the word love in their vocabulary, it's not a word that they use. Very sad. they don't have the word. Christian Humalpur was going around and talking about love, she had a it was a kooky series but on this clip. She went around Japan and asked about love and said, No, we don't have that word of love and affection. We have another formal word but we don't use this word. I mean, you, you took away the most important element of our whole existence is love. You work for what? For the country? You work for the company? Everything you do in life has to be based on wadood, based on muhabbat and love. If you take that element away people don't understand why they should even be existing and it's not a coincidence in that country they all go to the park and try to hang themselves. They have no understanding of their existence on this earth. If you take the element of love everything falls apart in its reality everything becomes based on violence and dogma and this is now the phase of life that we have entered into. The element of love is being pulled off of the earth and all that is remaining now is of hatred and everything will begin to come apart because it is the glue that binds our element and the nature of our elements with this love, with this muhabbat, with this faith. When we nourish the faith and the faith is built on love and loving character, we said before it's not to tolerate but to accept people, not even the word to tolerate but the life of an acceptance. So then try to find the schools that are based on muhabbat and love. Try to find the teachers that are teaching acceptance and love, that they build within your heart a presence of love and muhabbat, not an intolerance or to tolerate. Some people don't even tolerate to sit with other madhabs. My goodness can you imagine how crazy that must be. So everything is based on muhabbat and love, to enter that cave with love, to be dressed by that love. We ask that when Allah grant us that love and make a bond, make a, a, a bonding of the soul To have a bond with Prophet to have a bond with awliyaullah, to bond with Prophet bond with Allah with that light and with that bond of love all the future fears will be dropped. Because when you love your Lord and your Lord loves you, you have absolutely nothing to worry about. I think Sayyidina Isa had a phrase, why would God give a hungry person rocks to eat? If you truly love your Lord and you're asking for things from your Lord, why He would give you rocks to play with you and say, chew on these? (laughs) No. So, you know out of muhabbat and with love, if you do everything with love and you have a love for the Divine, the presence, whatever you're asking for in its rightful amount, Allah sends, Allah feeds, Allah takes care of. Then the future becomes non-important, the past was cut off. Now you entered into the world of light. So the world of light is based on faith. So for people who think they had faith this was a very long explanation of, if you think you have faith and and you're worried about the past and all your judgments are based on past actions and past regrets and past hatreds and you're continuously fearful of the future How could you have faith? So yet you did not reach to iman. The world of faith is a light that enters into the heart. The world of faith now you've entered into timeless. So time is filled with all these concerns. What they want for us enter now to the world of light. In the world of light there is no time. Time stands still in the world of light if you operate from your soul and operate from the world of light all that time stands still for you. And above that reality of timeless is entering into the will of the Divinely Presence before anything manifest is entering into that Divinely heart which is the reality of timelessness that yet not it manifested even in its thought upon this earth. Subhana rabbika rabbil izzati amma yasifoon wa salaamun al mursaleen. Walhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. Bi hurmati Muhammad al-Mustafa wa bi siri Surat al-Fatiha. Amen. Ya Rabbi shukar.